I'm your host, Josh Pappas. I am the director of sales at Tendo. I'm super excited to get this started and have some of our early guests on. Uh, just quick reminder, the goal here is to help with the intersection of healthcare and sales. And super excited to have my guest today. I've been following him on LinkedIn uh, for quite some time, been following some of the companies he's been involved with. I uh, love his work. Uh, so excited to have Jesse Gitler um, join the podcast and um, would love for you to introduce yourself and uh, specifically kind of talk about who you sold to uh, in kind of your days there at, yeah. uh, at Patient Pop. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Josh. I'm happy to be here. Uh, I was looking forward to this. Yeah. So recently, my last tenure was around five years. I spent at a company called Patient Pop. We merged with a company called Cario and became Tebra. Um, before that, I was in IT security, data security, where I started my career as an SDR and was promoted into management. Um, got a little closing experience in between all that, managed some closers, went back to SDR world. Um, and then most recently was promoted to director at the beginning of last year and about three weeks ago was laid off. So part of that crazy wave of what's going on, um, you know, not an easy easy thing to, to, uh, really accept, you know, um, it's came out of nowhere. Um, but it is business. It's all good. I'm feeling good about where I'm at. I'm doing a lot of consulting, a lot of coaching and thinking about what's best for me next. So, um, happy to talk more about that later. Yeah, no, excited to, to dig in, to dig in deep. And, um, I know that, um, you're not, you're certainly not alone. There's lots of people and, um, it's been cool to see everybody, um, being able to connect and reach out, I guess it's the power of community there on LinkedIn and, and, and helping some people, um, if nothing else, make some connections, kind of how the world goes around. Uh, well, cool. You know, just to remind people, we're going to we're going to walk through some 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 segments here. And, um, you know, really, the main goal is to share share some great stories. Uh, so one of the first ones that we do is a little bit of a top 10, bottom 10. But we're going to we're, we're going to invert a little bit here uh, with with SDR. And so when we were chatting, um, instead of doing a top 10, bottom 10, um, we wanted to focus on, uh, you know, just hearing some of the stories of uh, the craziest uh, cold calls. Right. And so one of the things we had in common is uh, you know, we both called into provider and doctor's practices, right? And um, everybody goes to the doctor. Um, you know, sometimes you go to health system, sometimes you go to a family practice, but um, selling into it, I think, can be an interesting world. Um, so the first segment we're going to start with is love to get your, uh, your, your, your craziest story kind of, you know, calling into setting up some meetings in that provider practice group. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you know, for anybody listening, if they haven't called into to, to private practice or to doctors or to healthcare, I mean, think about it. Doctors are, you know, I was at the dentist once and I was getting literally uh, like a root canal and I hear the office manager from the other room, like take the sales call. And I'm like, why would this doctor ever stop what he's doing and go help me and go and go answer, you know, go speak to me on the phone. So, or go speak to that person who was calling on the phone. So it's so hard to get in touch with them. It takes a lot of touches. It takes a lot of, um, uh, persistence. But, you know, one story that stands out is, and if you talk to anybody who is an SDR, I mean, this, this is a famous call that's got spread around. It's still out there somewhere. I could find it. Um, but anybody who is an SDR for the last five years at Patient Pop will know this story. Okay. Uh, so it's like my second week there, I came in as a manager or third week. I was like just out of training or something. I'm on the floor of my team. And, you know, sometimes these doctor's offices, they, they ask for lunch, 
right? And we, we're not against bringing lunch in, but we're not pharma companies. Like we're not like, you know, where they just come in and they like bring lunch and drop off like, and it's an automatic sale. Like we don't do that. Like, so it's really, really unique. And, you know, the doctor has to be involved. Can't be like 15 providers or whatever, you know? So we do lunch sparingly. Anyway, I get into the office um, and I'm talking to my team and this, one of my reps, Jared, is like, hey, man, like, um, listen, I have a situation. So I'm like, what's up? He's like, uh, you know, I was I, I booked this meeting um, and, you know, uh, I said I would get them lunch. You know, I figured it is one provider. You know, I'd get them lunch. And, you know, the office manager, Jane, you know, she she wants lunch for 20 people. And like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, this is my third week. I'm like, I don't know. What to do. You know what I mean? Like, I'm still learning. I'm like, all right, I'll call her. Give me the phone. So I called Jane and she picks up and she's like, Jared, where's the lunch? Like, this is this is a famous, uh, you know, uh, sound. Like anybody who's listening to this that's been page five is hysterical. I think it's so funny. And she goes, and I'm like, just pretending to be Jared at this point. You know, I'm just, you know, calling hey. him. It's like, hey, like, can we get this situated? We don't. We don't bring in lunch for 20 people. I'm sorry. Like we're calling, you know, we're calling about X problem. If that's not important to you, then we'll move, move on, you know? And she's Jared, where's the lunch, Jared? And she starts screaming. She's like, Jared, the lunch. So I'm like, before I could get any, any words, she goes, I want to speak to your manager right now. So I'm like, I'm the manager. So I look around, I'm like, <laughs> I'm the manager here. You know what I mean? Like, what am I about to do? So I, I, I put it on hold for a minute and, and, Mind you, I'm also like, I'm new, you know, like this is, uh, I don't know how things work that well. I don't have a brand there yet. Like I'm trying to help somebody yeah. like, and I come back on the phone and I'm like, hi, it's, it's, it's Jesse. Like, and I had to pretend in a different voice to be myself. <laughs> so I'm like taking this whole call and like, you know, if you're listening to the call and you know the situation, you're like, well, okay, that's Jesse. And then he comes back and comes back in at a different voice. And, um, you know, the whole thing was just her like, the lunch, Jared, the lunch. And it ended up just being like, hey, like, you know, I'm so sorry. We don't do this. Uh, you know, if you had it for a couple of people, we'd be able to accommodate. But, um, you know, we'll have to move on. But that was just a really funny story that stood out for our whole culture for a while. Man, that is that that's, that probably went viral there. Patient pop before you know go, going viral was a was was a real thing. And I think that anybody that is sold into, you know, provider practice. Right. And, and I think some of it is because, like you mentioned, that. Um, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the only touch points can be done when you bring, um, an office. So a lot of the offices have been conditioned to have that, but yeah, some of the tech companies, um, you know, that didn't operate that way. I can only imagine, especially first starting, just figuring out like, who do I even <laughs> go? Um, that's wild, man. Um, well, yeah. switching gears a little bit. Um, and I know that, um, and for everybody on the call, um, you know, S SDR, sales development rep, business development rep. I know we use a lot of terminology and uh, to you and I, it's like uh, second nature there with the acronyms. Um, but uh, for some of those that are that, that are newer to the game, um, you know, that's kind of what those what those mean. But this is one that's interesting. Love your perspective. We kind of have on, um, on, on on the locker room pod, a MJ versus LeBron debate. And this one uh, has come up actually in my career lots of lots of times. Um, and interested in your thoughts on outsource SDRs versus, you know, some of the startups on kind of building it your own and um, would love to get your perspective on both. And uh, I know you saw, I saw a LinkedIn post here recently on 
um, on, you know, just how people kind of can scale up the, uh, you know, sc scale up some of that, some of that monitoring and, um, and managing for that too. But, um, would love your, your insight on the outsource model versus building it your own. Yeah. I mean, I am very, very certain of this response here. Um, and this response and how I feel about this is because I have experience with both things. I have been a part of companies where I've tried to outsource SDRs two or three times, and it's never worked. In theory, it sounds like a good idea. And to upper management, upper leadership, you know, it's a smaller amount of money and it's less overhead. And I get it. Like they just, you know, when you're looking at it from a numbers perspective, it makes almost like a, uh, makes sense, but it really actually does more harm than it does good. In my opinion, what we've seen, um, SDRs need to be in house. And if you would have told me before COVID that, you know, we're running this SDR thing remotely, I would have been like, I, I mean, my first, you know, when we first went remote for good, I said to my VP, I, I, I'm, I'm going to go back to selling. Like, I can't, I'm not doing this, right? Like, so managing the SDRs remote is hard enough. And if they're not built from your brand and your company, and they kind of just come in and they're coached and trained by some third party, and like they get the scripts and they do all the things, it's, I haven't seen it work. A lot of this job in the SDR world is learned through osmosis, which sucks when we left the office because you don't get that as much, but you still create that. If I'm a manager, if I'm a director of an SDR team, I'm creating spaces where we're all together, you know, where we're learning things, where we're jumping on with the AEs, like, and in a third party, you really, you miss those little spots, right? They get all the scripts, they get all the, the, the metrics and stuff like that, but long-term, it just doesn't work out. And we're the first people. SDRs are the first people that are speaking to the, the prospects about the product, right? And it's very important that we hold true to what we do and the value that we bring and we represent the company correctly. And I've seen too many times where you have these third-party reps and they're just, they're, you know, they're, they're either um, not saying the right thing or they're booking meetings that are not qualified and then they're wasting account executives' times and then every uh, everyone's getting a little bit upset. So I am 100%, uh, you know, very, very bearish on out, outsourcing uh, SDR teams. I couldn't agree more, it, and that's been my uh, been been my experience. And and I, I do believe that the added you know component of healthcare does complicate it even more so, right? And and I'm sure that there's you know millions of ways that um, you know some other industries, but I do think that that healthcare learning curve, in addition to everything else that you just talked about, is is almost like speaking a different language, right? And um, you can go and replicate, you know, maybe something you did selling B two B for a law group or you know for financial tech. Um, but you, to your point, you're calling a doctor. You're talking office manager, you're talking CPT codes, you're talking Medicare. And, and some of that is, in addition to what your company sells, is very difficult to just you know, outsource. Right. And that's that's been my, my my feedback on it. Listen, if you know, and I'd love, you know, the healthy debate. So if anybody has, uh, you know, some examples, love the chat. I love the healthy you know debate on that outsource model. But that's been my uh, my, my, my experience, too, in, in multiple different startups and multiple different areas. Um, at, at your guys' height, what were what, what were the number of SDRs that you guys had um, at at its height there at, at, at Patient Bot? Yeah, like seventy. We were huge. Yeah, we were huge. I mean, COVID really smacked us in the face. Like it, 
you know, we were really close. We were in the office. Uh, I swear we were probably, I don't know, felt like nine months, less than a year from going public. We were just, we were breaking records. It was insane. Um, and then one day they told us go and work from home and we never came back. But uh, yeah, we had a really big team. Um, I agree, you know, calling into healthcare is, is you don't, unless you've done it, like you can't even talk metrics. Like when I speak to other leaders or when I'm speaking to other, you know, uh, VPs about sales dev, like the metrics and the numbers that, you know, we talk about like 4% connect rate, like we're, we got to make a hundred dollars to speak to, to, to three doctors, four doctors, you know, pickup rating, things like that tools, like where people will email me like, Hey, like you're, you know, you want to get in touch with more decision makers like that stuff doesn't it doesn't translate to this business so it's just much different i agree yeah that's that's pretty impressive though and you know how much coaching you know time energy and effort so although you know covid made things tough you know kudos to you and, and that leadership because that's 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 no easy task and i think you agree that to me i've seen that be the easiest way to make sure your sellers are doing what they're designed to do, which is, you know, sell. Um, and then also too, uh, it's the path, it's the fastest way to scalability in my mind, right? Because let's say that you were guys gonna pivot, right? You could take some of that. Um, all right, so the other switching gears a little bit um, from, a, from a tech booster perspective, right? I like to ask uh, what is a technology that you couldn't, do your day to day. You couldn't, you know, kind of, you know, be an SDR manager or SDR with, um, if you could only bring one on a, on an Island and, and build an SDR team, what, what would it be? Assuming that you have CRM and, you know, some, some, some of the basics. Yeah. Assuming that we had some of the basics. Um, I would say, you know, outreach, Right. Like I would say outreach and a good dialer. Like we used outreach dialer, which was fine. And we had so many problems with so many dollars for so long. It was really a market that needed to be really like disrupted. I don't know. They just always had a problem, but outreach came in. We, we, we had minimal problems with their, their dialer and just the data behind the sequences and understanding what's happening. I mean, late in my director tenure there, I really got into it to where I was like in the back end of like looking at, hey, what time are people, doctor picking up the phone and like when to call in which territory and shit like that. And um, it's just so much there. And the most important thing, and if you're an SDR or an SDR leader listening is that you're working the leads to completion, right? There's always gonna be a leads problem. Reps are always going to say, <laughs> this exactly like it's, it, if they don't, you know, when you, when you grow through a couple of different companies, you start to see, Right. That like there's no perfect place. There's no perfect yeah. lead or no perfect batch of leads. And um, the key is right that you work backwards from the math. And, you know, when you have uh, when you're putting leads through the through a sequence, that's 14 steps and you're making decisions based off what you think you're never going to consistently hit your number because you're just doing things completely differently all the time. So you need to put them in and run them through and outreach has a good visibility into how you're doing that, where leads are getting stuck, who's finishing leads, how many leads they're working. Because I can tell you, you tell me how many leads you're working and I can tell you if you have a chance of hitting. It's literally math, like you cannot beat it. So I would say outreach. Yeah, no, I I, I tend to agree and there's lots of different ones. And um, full disclosure, this is not sponsored by outreach, at, at least yet, right? Um, yes, you know, but I, I tend to, <laughs> I tend to agree. Good man, and it's a perfect segue. Uh, I think one of the one of the questions that I usually get right is, and we we do a segment on um, you know rookie advice, right? So, what advice do you have? I guess two well, ways, right? Do LeBron Jordan. 
Did we, did we talk about that? LeBron or Jordan? Yeah. Well, we can talk about LeBron Jordan. See, the LeBron Jordan debate was SDRs or, okay, or okay. you know, outsource SDRs, this and that. But I'm, I'm interested now um, on your Jordan or LeBron, you know, take just in general, being that you're a basketball guy. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you real quick and then we'll move forward to the next question. But, um, you know, I'm a Jordan guy. Uh, and it's, it's not easy because I'm born in 88. So I wasn't really like, you know, present. Like I remember Jordan, but not like I watching LeBron and LeBron is somebody that he, LeBron James will be worshipped. And, you know, Michael Jordan is, 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 you know, I mean, you can't think of a fame, more famous name, LeBron James, when he stops playing, then you'll see what happens there. People do sleep on sleep on him. 100%. I mean, overall, like for me, Jordan with the, just, you know, it's more of a killer instinct attitude for me. Like LeBron, I find corny at times. And like, just personally, I'm just like, you know, I know he's a great guy. He's done so many great things, but um, yeah, that's, that's, that's where I'm at. But I mean, it's I think hard. there's, I, I think there's the parallels too. Uh, you're spot on to what you said. I, I, I've seen it in some even sales organizations, you know, where you appreciate that sales leader, that sales rep, that SDR when they leave. Right. And that's maybe just some, some, some human nature stuff where, you know, they, they, they become the goat and then yeah, everybody, you know, likes them when they're there, but then you know, it, it, it seems to be tenfold once, once they leave the organization. So I guess that's just human nature. Yeah. Well, greatness, you know, it, when it's done so easily or when it looks like it's done so easily, you can take it for granted, you know, and LeBron James, what he's doing is year 20 now and he's doing it still is 100% taking it for granted. And when it's no longer there, then you feel the emptiness and you feel the same thing with, with sales leaders and people who are really great at what they do, where you're just like, oh, that's expected because greatness is consistency. So it's expected. And now all of a sudden there's nothing there and you're like, oh shit, that, well, damn, you know, and there's just more appreciation. Yeah, so that that's the takeaway. We gotta appreciate the greatness while we're in there, right? So to all you sales leaders out there, and I know even, cross-functionally, right? Like you got some Rockstar team members. Let's, let's, let's remember them, you know, there. Um, and I know you're helpful. Maybe this is transitioning to what you're doing now, but advice to a rookie, you know, rookie rep. So somebody just coming into the SDR, I know it's probably changed, you know, here with COVID. Um, and then I guess also too, maybe touch on, you know, a, a couple key tips on people trying to get involved and in, in become an SDR. Absolutely. I think I'm going to think it goes hand in hand. Like I think the answer could be combined as far as um, tips for people who just got in getting into the job and, and tips for people who are looking to get into the job. And, you know, when I came up 10 years ago or so, I had no idea what an SDR was. I was a BDR, right? Or actually, I was a TDR, territory development representative, you know, and like, I had no idea. There wasn't like this community. There weren't these courses. There weren't these classes. And like, I was just like, give me the phone. You know what I mean? And let me, I got to, I got to, I got to, I got to, I got to make this happen. Um, now there's so much and, you know, so many times people or I hear things like, well, you know, I, I'm not getting enough coaching, you know, and there's a, there's a line there. Right. And I talked about this today, actually on LinkedIn, where it's, it's, it's incredible. Some of the positions these leaders are putting these kids in these entry level people coming into the world and they don't have to be kids, but sometimes most of the time they're younger out of college first job. But, um, you know, it's, it's amazing with, with no guidance and no support and it's terrible to see, but ultimately there's so much out there. And 
by building your brand, and I know this is becoming a cliche because everyone's talking about it, but it's still very new. And still the amount of people who are talking about it and not doing it is, is surpasses the people who are. So for you to stand out, you can create a story through LinkedIn. I, when I interview people, I check their link. Resumes don't, you know, I don't, I look at them, you know, whatever, but I'm looking at LinkedIn. Like I'm looking at LinkedIn and I'm looking at activity. What is this person talking about? Where are they spending their time? How do they communicate? And if you're looking to get into the role or you are in the role, start posting. I don't see enough from SDRs posting about what they're actually going through. Then you'll create your own community. You'll create a brand. You'll create more like-minded people, people that will help you and you'll help others. Um, so I think that's the number one thing for, for both sides. Build a brand. Just start posting about it. And if you're, if you're looking for a job and you can't get one and you want to be in sales, why don't you post for 30 days about why you want to be in sales? If I was looking at someone, I was interviewing someone, and I saw 30 posts in 30 days about why they want to be in sales, I, I, it would be literally hard for me not to hire that person, okay? So that it's it's literally just taking action on that. And if you're struggling to, to figure out those things of what to write about, if you start to put pen to pad and you just start writing, you'll see there's so many different things. Why do I want to be in sales? Because I'm competitive. Why am I competitive? When did that start? Is there a story when you were younger while you were competitive? And you have all these tentacles that drill down and you have 30 stories and now you have a job. Now, the second thing I'll say for people who are in the, in the role is that, you know, early on, I, the way that I managed in the way that I, as a director, managed my managers was I really didn't look at numbers for the first 45 to, to 90 days, really. Like I, I didn't care about them as far as the meetings they were booking or the meetings they were performing, like what they were getting paid on didn't matter to me. What mattered that's to against, me? That's against the SDR Bible there, you know, the, 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 the playbook, the typical playbook, but I, I, I completely agree. Absolutely. Well, if you think about it, right, like we, as leaders, if you're, at least in my opinion, the right way to lead, especially in sales, and especially in SDR world is another cliche term that gets thrown around too much, detaching from the outcome, right? Like if you're thinking about the meeting, that means you're thinking about yourself. And if you're thinking about yourself, you can't help the person you're speaking to. It's, it's literally just, it's impossible, right? So you start thinking about yourself, you're thinking about the meeting, and then you start thinking about what if I don't get the meeting, what if I don't say the right thing? Now you're operating out of fear when you need to be operating out of help, right? Where you're out of service, out of, I'm here to help you. And I try to take that angst off my team and my reps by letting them know, I don't care. I don't care about the numbers. What I care about is your energy. I care about your activity. I care about your, 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 your um, attitude. I care about, are you, are you getting things done? Are you moving through the day? quicker? Like, how does it feel? Like two, three o'clock? How do you actually feel? Have you got more done? Are you stuck? Are you prospecting the right leads? Are you saying the right things? So early on, if I was an SDR and I started tomorrow or fight a son that was going into an SDR world, you know, that would be the ultimate advice to give somebody. I'd say, make sure that in every room you're in, you are the most positive person and you're the hardest working person in every room, in every Zoom room, you jump in. And if you do those two things, and you become obsessed with asking questions and learning, then the numbers will happen by themselves. I've been doing this 10 years. I haven't seen it happen otherwise, unless, you know, something else, you know, uh, random or, or unique happens. But those are the two main things. Be the most positive person in the room. 
be the most positive person in the room. And what was the other thing I said? And um, work the hardest. There you go. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of parallels there. And I, I, I love that. Um, and so all you SDRs out there, he's dropping, drop, dropping wisdom right there. I got a, uh, my youngest brother, uh, start, started his journey. I think it's coming up on about a year, uh, grind, grinded it out for a tech company. And, um, you know, it's hard, man, working remote. It's, it's, it's a different, different, different world out there. Um, you know, so if I'm, hopefully he's listening, um, hopefully, you know, I got at least five listeners, my, you know, my family members, but, uh, we'll, we'll see. So great advice there. Um, all right. Last couple, couple topics, man. Um, would love to get your Mount Rushmore. Now they could be SDR leaders. They could be leaders that you have, but just kind of the four, you know, the four people that have kind of shaped, um, who Jesse is as a leader to date. And then love you just kind of highlight, you know, one, um, on, on, on the top of your head. Hmm. Yeah. <sighs> Definitely. I could give you four. Um, I would say Alex Ortiz, who was the director of Ronis, who uh, hired me. And then um, uh, True Sullivan, who was his manager, who hired me, who was in the room interviewing me, gave me a chance. Um, and then I would say Kevin Dorsey and I would say Justin Welch, who, you know, both of them I have the luxury of working under. I mean, I'm so lucky. Like, how? what are the chances that Justin Welch hired me? And then he brought on KD to ultimately replace him when he stepped away. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And those are, there's a, that's a powerhouse. We talk about using the, 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 the sports metaphor, the, the coaching tree. That's a pretty powerful sales tree that you got there from the, from, from the patient pop days. And I think you always remember, that's what I tell people, you always remember kind of who gave you that first chance. And that's why I try to, to do my best when I get a, you know, cold email to try to, you know, serve it up and give somebody else, you know, a, a chance, whether I can hire, whether I make the introduction, because you can always remember that, that break in point. Uh, so that's a great, a great list. Um, all right, man. Well, final thing I know, I guess what's next for you? You know, we do kind of a, a 45 second little, you know, little pitch on what you're doing, but um, I think I'm just interested in kind of what's, what's next for you and um, kind of the, the horizon as we, as we move into the new year. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've been doing coaching on the side for the last two years um, and I haven't marketed it. I haven't done anything intentionally behind it. I've just, it's, it's, I've been there for it and it's came to me and I've worked with a lot of people, whether it be SDRs, SDR managers. Um, I, I've worked with CSMs. I've worked with people that have nothing to do with sales. Um, and recently I've, I've stepped into now consulting for SDR orgs. So any company that needs help with hiring, with culture, with sequencing, with, um, you know, uh, with scripts, with practice sessions, with manager development, with rep development, anything that falls into the SDR world, I have 10 years of experience, but I have three and a half of those years under Kevin Dorsey. And if you've worked for him, <laughs> not that many people, but you know, man, like it is not easy and you know that, hey, really, really like, you know, I, I know what I'm doing. You're, you know you're I mean? cut, you're, you're cut from the Belichick tree, right? You know, you, you just, <laughs> I mean, it really is, and then, you know, also having Justin in my corner who I still go to and still helps me with so much and just having those two people mentor and coach me. And, um, you know, so I'm, I'm trying to put my foot in that, that, that pool a little bit and see what's up, um, there with the consulting and coaching side. And, you know, I'm, I'm still here, you know, I haven't proactively looked at like companies yet. Right. It's it was really weird. The whole layoff thing. You know, I, I 
it came out of nowhere. I've, I've never missed the number in five years of every single plan I was put in front of me. I hit every single number. I promoted over 75 people. I mean, I was the guy that they would go to, to say, Hey, Jesse, this person is thinking about leaving, get them to stay. Hey, Jesse, go get call this person, get them to join the company. Like I was that guy. So when it hit, it was like, you know, damn, this is crazy, new world, new life. And I'm still kind of like thinking about when I want to jump full speed into a, uh, another org. I mean, I've taken a couple calls for things that are interesting. I don't want to close any doors. So if you're a business or a company that needs sales development leadership, you have a great product and backing. And uh, I would definitely, you know, want to, want to talk about that. Um, but right now I'm, I'm like, I'm building my brand out. I'm feeling great about it. I got a lot of weird, cool things going on. I just joined TikTok. Um, Two days ago, I said, you know what? I got a little extra time. TikTok, I've never downloaded it, no idea. I'm making a post for 30 days in a row. Come follow me on there at Jesse Gitler or follow me on LinkedIn at Jesse Gitler. Um, you know, and I'm just trying to help spread value and knowledge and, um, you know, see what happens. Awesome, man. Well, hey, um, you know, in, in, in the circumstances, it seems like you're you're doing it. You're taking that positivity and uh, go find him. He's a good free agent. If any other um, SDRs are coming up. I'm sure Jesse would love to connect you um, and, and, and help you through that navigation path. Any companies, I'm of the belief that you can never have enough of that type of you know consulting because there's a lot of you know, bad habits that companies are doing, particularly startups, right? Where um, you know the main goal that they tell me is, hey Josh, how do we get in the door? You know, get in the door of these health systems, get in the door of these provider groups, right? And I think what you're doing paves the way to, to then build out the sales team, but build kind of the foundation. So enjoyed it, man. Um, thanks for being an early guest. Um, we'll have to, when I come out to Austin, um, you know, do, do a real MJ. It, it probably won't be the same exact basketball as MJ and LeBron um, when you and I play one-on-one, -on -one, but uh, we'll make sure it's indoor if it's any time in the summer there in Austin, because I played outdoor one time and almost wasn't here when I played outdoor this summer uh, when I was living in Austin. Um, but I really appreciate you being on, man, and, and sharing, sharing, dropping some insights. Yeah, 